Hey, this is Brendan Gersall from King's Church. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. I pray that this message you're about to hear empowers you, encourages you, challenges you, and equips you to live the life that Jesus has for you. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hello. Welcome to King's Church. We are so glad that you tuned in today. Worship was amazing. I'm super excited to be able to bring what God has laid on my heart for this day. I believe that we are in a very unique season. We are. It, it is a unique season. Very unique. What, what a season. And one of the things that is so unique, I believe, about this time is there's one single thing that we all have in common that has brought stress in our life. We've all had issues. We've all had struggles, right? But this particular thing we all have in common. There, there's one thing, like not everybody was an addict, not everybody was, had 15 kids, not everybody lost their job, not everybody, everybody with all these things, but COVID has actually brought something into our life, a unique season that we actually, throughout the whole world, it's actually affected everybody. It's actually affected us in who we are and how we do life. It's affected us. It has, and it's brought stress in our life and extra stress. Many of us had so much stress even before, and now with this on top, it's just unbelievable. Stress is something we will all struggle with. It's something throughout the whole world. It has affected us. It, it has changed. It has changed things. COVID has changed the way we do things. It's changed the way we shop, which is brutal, the lineups at the grocery stores, it, it, it's changed the way we go to church. It has. It, it's changed the way we do life. It's changed the way we, we even do work. It's changed the way our kids go to school. It's changed lots of things in our life. It has, but there is one thing and a few things that haven't changed. First of all, it's God. He hasn't changed. His love for us hasn't wavered or changed. And our mission hasn't changed. I love what Jesus says in the book of Mark. It says in the book of Mark, it says, Jesus replied, he was talking to a few people that were asking him some questions, and they said, what is the most important commandment? And he said, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. The one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, in all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Our mission hasn't changed. Lots of things have changed and brought stress in our life. And we're going to talk about stress and how to relieve stress in our life. But stress happens to us all. There's all different kinds of stress. And stress can be a distraction to what God wants to do in us and through us. You know, as I read that verse... I was thinking myself, I said, after I read that, I texted a friend and it was, I just said, you know what, I think I want to do that. <laughs> I, I think I want to do what that verse says. I'm actually going to do that, but that's sometimes easier said than done, especially in this different time where, where things have just changed, but God's love and his grace hasn't changed. And the call that he put on my life, which is to love him with all my heart, to love him with everything I have, everything I have. And once I love him with everything I have, then I can actually love myself. And it doesn't become a self-centered love. And then once I have the love of God actually in me, I can start to love others. 
and I can start to share my faith and things flow through me. And that's the mission we have. And, and some of the fear that I, I'm, I don't know if it's fear, but in this season is that we start to actually lose our focus. And, and I wanted to talk about stress because stress is something that's big. It, it's, it's huge. Like stress, every, every person, like I said a minute ago, is going to struggle with stress. It's going to go through something. It, ju- it just is. It, ju- it just will. 60% of all major illnesses and diseases are from stress-related. That's, that's a serious thing. So s- stress robs us from what God wants to do. It's, it's an amazing tool for the devil to distract us from what God wants to do through us. He called us to love him with all our heart and to love our neighbor with everything we have. And when we start to do that, we will have peace. We'll have joy in our life. 75 to 90% of all doctor visits in the U.S., according to a study, are stress-related. 75 to 90% are all stress-related. And, and it comes back to this. If, 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 God, if we love God with all our heart, then we automatically share the gospel. It's something that we just do. And, and if we don't have God in us, if he's not within us, we become like frail and we become broken. I love the example of like swimming in the water or being in water or pouring water over your head, no matter how much water, like if I poured this over me, it doesn't matter how many times we pour it over ourselves or how long I actually swim or stay in the water, it's actually never gonna satisfy my thirst, ever. I can have Jesus all around me. I can have Jesus all over me. I can watch church. I can attend gatherings. But until I actually drink him and have his love inside of me, I'm going to be frail. And this world is full of tons of things that distract us from our mission. We, we have the great commission to love Jesus, save people. Satan has a mission to keep us from doing that. And we all know that stress is something huge that keeps us from doing that. It's distraction. Distraction is a major thing. And then to think that we're just moving through. I think of it as this, this pop can. There's a whole bunch of different, I'm going to bring up a whole bunch of things that cause stress in our life. So maybe you're thinking, well, I don't really have much stress. My favorite one is the electric car. That's giving me stress. I love power. I love gas. And I love to squeal the tires and go fast. And, and I know electric cars go fast. But it's not the same. But there's things. And what it's like if we don't have Jesus in us, this is an empty can. If, if it's not in us, then when things start to happen, like our relationships, they get unhealthy, or we say something hurtful, or someone says something hurtful to us, it it dents us. It It starts to collapse who God created us to be. You know, lose the job, deadlines, people, expectations of other people, when people don't live up to how we think they should live up because we think we can control them when actually we have no control over them. And it starts to crumble us. Parenting, bad news, politics, COVID. Please, during the season of COVID, don't ruin your testimony. Don't get caught up in something that, that we're not supposed to get caught up in. And it starts to crumble us. And we start to get weak. And then it gets bad, bad. And eventually, next thing you know, one little thing like me, I was getting my cell phone fixed. And the guy made my phone worse. That's what I did. I became like, just, just, we lose it because I'm not getting, he's not, he's in me, but I'm not accessing the power he has and it changes. And that one starts to fill us up. When, when we drink the water, 
when it's in us, it satisfies our thirst and we become stronger. So when the relationship starts to go wrong or money or deadlines, it starts to, because there's a pressure within us, there's something inside of us that is greater than, than the things outside. It doesn't mean we're not going to have trouble. It doesn't mean things are going to come along. Jesus said, says in John, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He has overcome our struggles. He has overcome our pain. He has overcome our stress. And I hope you're understanding that stress in Satan's plan is for us to try to go through life like this believing that we're okay saying sorry for things over and over and over again in relationships, money problems, when actually, you know, if, we're, if you're stressed about money, you know, don't spend so much. <laughs> Easier said than done. You know, a lot of us run out of money halfway through the month and there's still half the month to go. And it starts to crumble us. It starts to defeat us. It starts to take us out of our call and our purpose, living a life of peace, a life of wholeness, in a world that will be full of trouble, the troubles are gonna be here. I've told you these things, I've told you these things, it's gonna be ugly, it's gonna be stressful, but if you have me in, take heart, take it in my heart, it's in there, you'll be able to move through and things start to bounce off you and it actually holds the weight. I tried this, it's safe. It actually, it will hold you, it will not crumble under it. I'm not saying it's not okay to cry. It's not, you know, it's okay to lay awake at night and, and sometimes think, but, but the people of God that, that have received that life-giving forgiveness, it's supposed to not get in me, but I have a power within me that is greater, and that's the gospel. That's the love your God with all my heart and love my neighbor as myself. Some of us don't even love ourselves you, love, you don't love yourself because you believe Satan. All those things he says about you, all those mistakes and all those faults and, and all the things in your past, you think that actually defines you when it doesn't. There's something in you that's greater, something bigger than us, something more powerful than us. And, it, and it's how we get through life. See, maybe, maybe, the, maybe the goal of life isn't to be stress-free. Maybe the goal of life isn't to go through life free of stress. Maybe the goal in life is to be able to live in this world and have peace in my heart. Maybe, maybe the goal is to be on a purpose and a mission for him. Maybe, maybe fulfilling his call in my life will actually give me peace. Maybe when I start to shine for him, starts to fill me up more. Maybe I start to get healing as I start to offer it. Maybe a stress-free life isn't the goal, and maybe it's not even biblical. I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. We will have trouble. We will have stresses. Things will come at us. But Jesus says... Take heart, 
because I have overcome the world. He lives in us and gives us the strength to overcome. You know, the world is a broken place. And, and you say, okay, you're listing all these struggles and you're giving me these scriptures. You know, how does it practically apply? It, it, it's the gospel. It's, it's your testimony. It's, it's our testimony. Jesus came in and, and freed you and me of a whole bunch of stuff. And th that's the power that lives in us. It's the power of God, the gospel. How do I move through this broken world? How, how do I encourage you to understand that there's people all around us that need Jesus more? Not more than ever. They always did. But I just feel in this season, there's so much more distraction that we even talk about revival and we talk about people coming to Jesus. But, but we need to be boots on the ground. We need to be telling people, we, we are the Christians. He works through us. That's how people come to know him. And everything has changed, how we do it. But the gospel's never changed. And the call of my life has never changed. But distractions come in. A lot of time I walk around like a crushed old spirit and believe I'm something I'm not. As followers of Jesus, our testimony is built on how we handle stress. Our testimony is built on how we react in situations where people would say, how in the world did you do that? How do you have peace? Look at your son. How, how do you have peace? You lost your job. H how do you be able to, how can you actually push through life? How can you walk through and still have peace? And it's because we don't lose our mission to go into the world and preach the gospel, to love our neighbors like ourselves, the power of the gospel and the power of our testimony is life-changing. It always has been and it always will be. So a life free of troubles isn't the goal. Living a life of peace and purpose is our calling, not just our goal. That, that's our calling. So how, how do we do this? How do we do this? And there, I've got four things that we're going to talk about. Four things that we're going to apply to our life. And I actually had to apply these four things to my life today. I had to apply them today as I, as I was just thinking, even, even, even this morning, first thing. We had to apply these. And, and, and it started to change and transform who I am. And the, the first one is we need to be able to talk it out. You need to talk it out. It says in Philippians Four, six, and seven, Paul tells us, and it's a familiar verse, and sometimes we, we skim over these verses, but there's so much packed in here. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds, in Jesus Christ. You need to talk it out. Sometimes the worst thing that we can actually do is talk to ourselves about it first, talk to somebody else before we actually talk to God. Most times that is the worst thing. All times that is the worst thing we can do. I don't know what your first response when a situation starts to go crazy is, but mine is the worst. Okay, that's over, losing my job, that's done, pack it up, shut it down, sell everything, this is over. Hey man, we just asked you to do something small. No, no, I can... I'm, I'm playing that out way down the road. And the problem is, is I got to talk it out instead of play it out. I need to go before God and actually talk to him. And you know it's okay not to be okay? You know it's okay to talk to God and give him your specific request? He asked for specific, 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition, we need to go before him. Don't be anxious. Go before God. Talk to him first. I love how that says in the verse, by prayer, and then it says thanksgiving. Well, how do I go before him in thanksgiving before the situation? Like, hey, God, would you, you know, please, you know, make that person change? And God's like, well, maybe you should forgive them. Ah, I don't really want to do that. But can you make them change? Well, maybe you should forgive them. Ah, no. We need to thank him for who he is and what he's done in us and that we actually have an opportunity to go before him and ask. We miss out on how powerful prayer is. Prayer is the most difficult thing. It's the, it's the thing in our life that we all need to go to. Even those that pray all the time, it is something intentionally we have to do. For my journey, my faith journey, prayer has been one of the toughest things. I'm an ADD guy, so I tune out after a little bit, and then sometimes I tune back in, and that's okay. God created me. He knows who I am. God created you. He knows who you are. Go before him with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving actually changes the way we think about it. It takes our mind off of the situation. We're actually able to thank him. You know, if, when a situation goes bad or I, or I find that I'm losing my cool because, you know, things just keep coming, right? Tink, tink, uh, 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 and then boom, and we take it out in the people we love. And it's like, oh, it just, it just keeps coming. So if, if I could actually, in that moment, do the thing that I don't want to do, which is actually stop for a second and go before God. If I could actually just take a moment and pray before him, he'll probably do something different in the moment for me. See, when, when we're stressed, we get focused on the mess. We, we get focused on trying to fix it. We need to go before God and talk it out. We get, we, we, we get vulnerable. When you're stressed, you're vulnerable. That's why that can looks like that. Because you're vulnerable. It's easy for Satan to come in, and he's an enemy that, that's just prowling around and he wants to just tear you apart because there's no way that he can have you complete your mission. And I hope this is challenging you because it was for me to go through these four steps and to go through this and to talk about talk it out before God. I want to do that because I want the peace. I want the peace of God. I want to fulfill the great commission. I don't want to be short-fused and neither do you. I don't want to talk negative all the time. And I'm not this isn't, you need to be perfect. But we need to go after the one that is perfect, the best I know how, because he did die for me. <laughs> he died for me, he died for you. We get in a vulnerable situation when we're not praying, when we're not talking it out. Talk it out with God and, and just wait on him and then talk it out with a friend. You know, God will guard your heart like an armor around it. He'll protect it. You're his child. You're his, you're his daughter. You're his son. You know, he will stand like an army around your heart. Talk it out. The next one is, is look beyond it. Look beyond it. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18, this is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that was vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. 
Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So we don't look at our troubles we can see right now. How many of us have a hard time looking beyond what it is right now? Looking beyond our circumstances or our situation. It says in James 1, 3 to 4, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Trials refine us, and we know that, and we've been preaching these things even over the last few weeks, and, and, and just many of us, including me, I, I look at my immediate situation. I, I first need to take it to God. I need to talk it out with God. I need to get some wisdom from, from the wisest one. And then I sometimes need to, to get away from my tunnel vision, right? I, ha I have a tunnel vision where I actually look and, and, I, and I can't see anything else. And God is trying to help us. We need to be able to look beyond our situation because we know in the end he wins. We win. And if we get caught looking at where we are right now at the present situation, it doesn't say it's not a cop-out. We don't get to just erase it. But he erases it with, with his blood, and we have a responsibility to do so. We need a broader view of what's going on. Sometimes this takes time where we actually have to step back and look at the situation. And, and that's where the, the step before, take it to God, and we, we, we pray. And we, we talk to him. And then we look beyond it. You know, it's been like that in many of your lives. Like some of the things... Some of the things that are causing us stress is we're trying to hold on to things that aren't even there anymore. Like, it, things are, are different. Like I said earlier, but God isn't different and my mission isn't different. And when I fulfill that mission, that's when I get fulfilled. That's when I'm able to walk through life and, and things bounce off me because now I'm able to look beyond it because we know somebody that looked beyond something. In Hebrews says he endured the cross because he knew what was coming. He knew what was before, what, what was after. He knew the, what, what was ready for him, and he sat on a throne before, beside his father. He endured it. He looked beyond the, the pain and what was coming, and he knew that, that it would pass. It says in the verses that the, the troubles are, are temporary. We need to focus on what is unseen. You won't be able to have peace if we don't look beyond it. We have to learn to look beyond that situation. Joseph in uh, Genesis says, I don't have the verse on the screen, but it says, you intended to hire me. He's talking, he was in, in prison. He's talking to, to everyone, Satan. They tried to take him out. They intended to harm him. And everything they did and tried to destroy his life, actually God used. You know, everything, God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save lives of many people. I'm a Christian, and if you're a believer in Jesus, you are too. And we all know people that need him, and we just need to shine with our testimony. And if we get caught looking at a situation and getting stuck somewhere, we're going to get beat up and crunched, just crumbled to nothing. God will use everything in your life. He'll use the good times, and he'll use the bad times. And he'll guard your heart, and he'll protect you. 
when he's in you. Third point is let it go. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Pastor Brent talked about this. I've preached on this. And the reason I'm talking about it again, because I'm awesome at letting go, but I'm way better at picking it back up. (laughs) I am awesome at picking it up. I can let it go, move forward for a bit, and then I pick it back up. It says in 1 Peter 5, 7, and 11, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. I added this, well-balanced self-discipline would be another translation, right? A well-balanced and disciplined, stay alert, well-balanced and self-discipline. We need discipline to stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and you'll be strong in your faith. Remember that your family, what's that say? Your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. Give all your worries and cares to God because there's people all over the world that are struggling. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by the means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore you, support and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation, all power to him forever. Look beyond it. So after you've suffered a little while, I don't know how long that little while is. I don't know how long your season's gonna last. I don't know what season you're in. But I know that this has been a difficult, different season. But I know my God loves me. I know my God loves you. Your God is there. We need to be able to let it go. We need to be able to cast it on him. We need to be able to give all our worries. The old translation in the Hebrew for that is to actually throw it forcefully. Like like the hardest you've ever thrown a baseball, to chuck it as far as you can. I need this out of my life because it's not healthy. I need to let this go. I'm holding on to something that is killing me, that is making me weak and fragile. See, we hold on because we love the illusion of control. Con- control in your life, the, the, mo- the best you can do is you can have a, an, an illusion of that and you can have influence over it. There's choices that we can make, but many of it we, we can't control. We can't control a lot of things in this season that we worry about all the time. And we hold on to things that we just cannot hold on to and we need to be able to let it go. There's a sovereign God in control and we're not him. There's a God in control and I'm not him. If you could have changed it, you would have changed it already. You need to give your worries, your cares, and everything to Jesus. You need to throw it at his feet. You need to lay it at his feet, forcefully throw it and say, I'm done. And as we talk it out to him and say, God, I I, I need to give you this. I need to look past that anymore. I can't look at it. That that is old. It's done. Why am I picking it up? I need to let it go. It's destroying my family. It's destroying my job. It's destroying my faith, and I'm way off mission. When's the last time we told someone about Jesus at the beach or a coffee shop? I need to let it go. What in our life is keeping us from from what we really want to do. I received Jesus and he healed me. You received him and he healed you. And you want people to have that. But there's an enemy that wants to kill and destroy you and crush you. And he'll do everything, a full-time job, 
We need to let that go. Many of us are way too good at letting go and then picking it back up. We need to forcefully throw it to God. The last one is stand your ground. We need to stand your ground. You know, it's, it's, it's logical as we let something go that we're going to pick something up. That's all right. If it's not on the screen, you can remember, stand your ground. We need to be able to stand our ground because we do, when we, when we let stuff go, we will pick something back up. We just do. What What are you picking up as you let go? As I release something, you, you need to do something. You know, if you're going to, say, fast from Netflix, you don't sit there and stare at the Netflix app. When you want to watch Netflix, you go for a walk. Right? You don't keep it around you. And you need to stand your ground. What do I grab a hold of to give me faith to stand firm while I'm trusting God to do it, a work in it and work it out of my heart? We need to stand ground on the promises of God. It says in John 14, 27, I don't know if we'll have it. Nope, that's okay. Andy broke the TV, so that's okay. Um, it says, I'm leaving you. So listen to this and even write it down. John 14, 27 says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Jesus is leaving us with a gift, a free gift, peace of mind and peace of heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Stand on his gift. Stand your ground. You are a believer. You received him. The same God you received back then is the same God that lives in you. There are stresses and there are things in our life, and we need to to recommit to the commission, our love with all our mind and all our strength. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. I love you. I want everyone around me just just to, to hear about you, to see you in me, to see you work through me. There have been way too many times where we've taken way too much ground, where we've moved forward and we go back. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I know there are people watching, I, I, I know, including me, as, as this speaks to me, speaks to you, that love God. We, we, we love Jesus. We love what he's done in our life. And he, he'll use your past if you let him. He'll use the back. You need to stand your ground. You know, how frustrating is it when we've gained territory in our life, how frustrating is it when we actually move forward in our life and we go backwards? How frustrating is it when we've actually taken steps when we've moved forward and because we don't stand our ground, we end up back to where we were? How frustrating is that? The gifts that God gave us are for us. I've lived it. I've gone back. I've moved forward. And you know what? I'm not going to lose the territory that God has taken in my life. You know, we're going to speak prophetically over that. I'm not going to lose the ground that God has taken in my life. 
You know, the gifts that Jesus gave aren't just for super Christians. They're not for super Christians. There is no super Christians. That's what I love about this season is like, I'm not even, it's not even a pastor talking to church members. We're on the same level. It's, it's all just different. You know, the gifts Jesus gave are for everybody. It is for you. It's for you. It's for the broken mom. Stand your ground. It's for the construction worker. Stand your ground. It's for the addict. It's for the homeless man or woman. It's for the single mom, the single dad. It's for the pastor. It's for employees. It's for bosses. It's for businessmen. The gifts we have are for us. It's for the teenagers. You guys live in a world that is... But there's a God that is so big and he's given you gifts. You receive his love. The gifts are for us to work through us for the purpose of this broken world coming to know Jesus. We need to stand our ground. We need to be creative in how we share the gospel. We need to, we need to be moving and working in boots on the ground and telling people about Jesus. We need to be living that, that great commission. We do not have to wait till we're cleaned up. We need to receive those gifts. When you receive that, it's done. Yes, there's trials. There's troubles. There, there is, and, and Jesus said there always will be. There always will be. We need to stand our ground. You are not a victim. You're not weak. You're not broken down. You're not worthless. Talk it out. Look beyond the situation. Let it go and stand your ground. Stand your ground before God, but believe that that you're a victor, that you're an overcomer. You can do everything God says you can. Everything that God says he wants to do through you, you can have. You know, it's, it's some of the best ways to stand our ground, to stand strong, to stand on the promises of God. I have a whole list of verses. I won't read them because of time that just says God is the victor. God is the victor. You know, when I'm, when I'm dismayed, he's there. When I'm broken, he's there. He's there all the time. We are overcomers. My dad was on a fishing trip years ago, and he actually, um, there was a boating accident. There was a, he, he was fishing in a boat with my brother in the Miramichi, and it was really rough, and, the, and it got tied around the back of the boat, the anchor, and it, and it sunk the boat. It took it underground and, and, or in the water, and my brother was about 12 or 15, and he swam to shore, and, and Dad was saying he stood in the boat watching him swim to shore, and when, he, when my brother was on the shore and safe, like a father does, like our Father in heaven, he watches us, and we're safe in him. Dad realized, okay, now it's time for me to go, and because of hypothermia, it was in the spring, he couldn't move. And it was, it was the wide part of the river and it was rushing. And there was a young man and another guy fishing up the river in a canoe. And there was a, a car on the bridge and they seen my father floating under the, under, under the water and he, he was gone. It was, my brother was screaming, help, help. And the guy in the canoe threw everything on shore and rushed down and actually pulled my father out and saved him. Are we, are we gonna just paddle around when people are drowning? Are we gonna do something about it? Because that's what makes me whole. That's what changed my life. That's what changed your life. And I know I'm, I'm emotional about it because I'm, I'm passionate 
And so are you. That's in you. The passion that Jesus, that you received from him dying that brutal death is a gift. And it gives you the power of your testimony. Gives you a power to change your neighborhood. Gives you a power to overcome the addiction. It gives you power to overcome your shame. We stand our ground by taking ground. Don't stand still, get moving. Stand your ground, take ground. Don't just paddle around. People are dying all around us and people want what you have. It's not as hard a sell as you think it is. There's an enemy that tells you it's difficult and it's scary and it's fearful. Celebrate what he has done in your life. Celebrate that we get to admit that we made mistakes and he will remove it. Celebrate what God has brought you from and where he will take you. He started a work in you and he will finish it. Because God loves us, you are an overcomer. You are of a, a victor. Believe it, prophesy it, speak it over yourself. God, I am not this, I am this. I am not this. Yes, I have troubles, I cry, and I'm gonna be honest to you. I'm gonna talk it out. I'm gonna tell you about it. I'm gonna be specific, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna tell you the things you already know. I'm gonna let it go, I'm gonna look beyond it. Don't let the distractions around you, don't let what happened, don't let what's happening around you distract you. Let what's happened in you drive you. Let what God has done in you, you know, that feeling that you're feeling right now, the, the excitement of sharing your faith, that, that's what it's about. That's where the healing comes. When we see others healing around us, that, that's where it comes. Go boldly before him. We have access. You have access. Go boldly. You have the ministry. We have the ministry of reconciliation. Helping broken people find the grace of God. We do. I do. You do. Stand your ground. Watch for people drowning. Don't be scared because you've got an army around your heart protecting who you are. You've got, you've got an almighty God that, say, that said he came to give us peace, to overcome this broken world, to give us hope, to give us joy. Those gifts are for us and they will make us whole. They will put a fire in us that will satisfy us. It's like the drink of water. It's the Holy Spirit, the, the, the everlasting spring that never runs dry. We're gonna do something. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna stand. And I know you're like, oh, I'm by my computer by myself. I'm not standing. Well, I'll have a dream tonight. No, you didn't stand. So uh, stand. Um, we, we'll all stand. A few here too, we can stand. But we, uh, I just wanna pray over those four things in our life. I, want, I wanna pray that, that you're gonna be a victor, that you're gonna stand your ground that we're not gonna lose the territory that we've taken. We're not gonna lose the territory we've taken that God, the work that God, God has done in you. I'm done going back. 
You know what? And there's a whole family of believers around the world that are going through the same trials and struggles that you are and I am. I'm not alone in this. And we're going to pray. We're going to prophetically pray over, over standing our ground in a time that, that's just different. We're going we're gonna to pray that God gives us the wisdom and strength to actually go before him boldly. And the things that, that we keep just looking at around us, we're going to look beyond that stuff, and we're going to believe that he has something great and amazing for us. The day of salvation is never-ending. The gospel is the news. It, it, it's what fills us. And the Great Commission is what we're called to do, and we will not forget our mission. If you're struggling, I don't know where you're at, or check some of those things in your life. You share your faith. What's your testimony? Have standards. Draw lines in the sand. You're a child of the king. If you got before him on your knees or, or sat in a seat or, or even in front of your computer and just said, God, I'm broken and I need you in my life, there's an access that you have that this power is much greater than anything you're going through. So we're going to pray together. And I'm just believing that God is going to move and he's going to do something in your life and he's going to release things off of you. And we're just going to be prophetic and we're, we're believing in an amazing season. I'm believing in wholeness and healing over you. And you will stand, stand your ground. I'm not going back. You're not going back. God is the healer. And he loves you. We are crossing over from there to here. We are moving from there to here. And the cross is what bridged that. If you haven't received Jesus today, I say do that right now. And as we pray, you know, if you just want to rekindle that fire, relight that fire to, to just be on mission for him, you'll, you'll start to be satisfied in walking through this, this world um, with some peace for the gifts he's promised. Let's pray. God, we love you and we praise you for who you are. Oh, God, we thank you for your glory. We will stand on your promises. We will stand firm as believers. We will trust that you will finish what you've started in us, God. We believe your word. It says it protects us. It, 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 you're around our heart. You guard our heart, God. You, there's a power within us, and we believe your word. We believe that in this season, you're gonna use us, that we wanna be used. Don't let fear distract us. Don't let stress distract us. Don't let, just wash us clean in Jesus' name. Renew our passion for the mission that you've called us to. You called us to that for a healthy reason. God, I pray as, as, we, as we just go today and as we just stand in awe of you, God, that we receive everything that you have for us that we open ourselves up to the gifts that you have. Thank you for your love and your grace. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you so much. We love you so much.